What's going on everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and this is The Graveyard Review for WWE 2K20. It is that game. Every year there always seems to be one game that gets bashed at launch because it is clearly not in a state to be released. This year it was WWE 2K20 and yes I have dealt with glitches and yes I have dealt with graphics. All of that fun stuff. I'm going to break down what I've dealt with. I'm going to break down the positives and I'm going to talk about each mode and just kind of give you an idea of is this game for you or should you sit this year's out? Alright, so let's talk about the graphics first. And uh, yeah, so a lot of character models are just okay. They're kind of in that mid to high range of created characters that you see online that people make and you're like, oh wow, that's a really good Chris Jericho, for example. In this game, unfortunately, that's a lot of the actual characters in this game. Now, that's the majority. Then you have a lot of characters that are just like, ooh, they missed the mark on that one. Unfortunately, you have very few characters that are just like, wow, they nailed that look. They got that just right. And ultimately, those characters are pretty much Roman Reigns and the Four Horsewomen. And that's because they're kind of the cover stars of this game and they have modes dedicated to them. For example, someone like Seth Rollins, the poster boy of the WWE, yeah, for the most part, he looks just like Seth Rollins except for the hair because in this game, the hair all looks like cheap dollar store wigs. It doesn't move. If it's long hair, instead of just being long hair, it's big and bushy. Like, I really don't get it, but the hair is a real big problem in this game. And then you have somebody like X-Pac, who in real life is a pretty thin dude. He's been a thin dude his entire career. But in this game, he's a pretty buff dude. You put him next to Stone Cold in a match, and you're going to be surprised at how big X-Pac's look in this game, and... I don't get that. Now graphically, the biggest hindrance where you're really going to see it is in my career mode because if it isn't any kind of cutscene, whether it's in the ring, backstage, in a hallway, in a hotel room, the Hall of Fame, it just looks bad. There's resolution drop-ins, there is horrible, horrible clipping, and ultimately, there's just this weird space that doesn't feel right. Like It feels like every room is too big for what they're going for and at the same time nothing is in HD and it just looks it just looks bad lighting is bad and honestly I don't get it I these are things that you kind of look at going you knew what it looked like how did you not put the time and effort into clearing some of this up I mean some of the rooms honestly look like and it reminded me of WWE Smackdown vs Raw 07 which hey man back in 07 that looked pretty cool but that same thing doesn't look good all these years later, and that's what you're kind of dealing with. Like I said, there's an abundant amount of clipping to the point that if your character is holding a championship belt, it, it you might as well expect half of it to be in their body. I was walking backstage, it was in a cutscene, and one of the characters just completely walked right through a cart. I don't mean like it just bumped out of the way, I mean like they just Ghostbusters walked right through it. And I, you just go, how is this possible? And then any time a character in my career wears a shirt, and this might sound weird, but they wear a shirt, it does not fit them. It looks like it was put on a character model for somebody like maybe Bray Wyatt. But when you're dealing with, you know, maybe your character is not that big, but you have this shirt, it just makes them look huge and bulky, and it doesn't fit. And the female that you create, she's never going to look right because 
Typically, she's normal size, and her flannel shirt she wears was clearly made for McFoley because it is massively oversized for her. But now let's pull it back. Let's get into the gameplay, and I'll tell you that it's not bad. I know a lot of people have complained about the controls, and ultimately, yes, I'd much rather prefer the previous controls. I didn't have any issue with those. These new ones are not bad, but I will say this. They're supposed to be intuitive. However, I find it takes more buttons to pull off a move on a lot of moves than it did in previous games. And I ultimately believe when it comes to the moves, it's going to confuse more older players who've been playing the series for a long time more than it's going to help out any newcomers to the series. So I kind of want a mixed bag with the controls. I think the very least, for at least this year, they should have given you the option to switch between the new controls and the old controls and honestly I'm shocked that all these patches that they've put in this game to make it playable to make it run that was not an option that was put into the game let's talk about some of the options and some of the different modes you'll play first off is showcase mode I gotta say the video packages as always are on point well done here also there is a very nice variety of matches especially since you're playing as the four horse women from their time on nxt to wrestlemania last year and being that you get to switch between the different characters i like that because a lot of times we have showcase focused on one wrestler and ultimately after seven eight nine ten matches you start feeling like you're having the same match over and over again here with different characters you're switching between different match types it just adds to that variety However, it seems like everything good about 2K, there's always got to be one bad thing, and that is the match objectives. Now, I've complained about the match objectives in WWE games in the past, especially with showcase mode. In this game, they are so overdone. There are times, for example, the WrestleMania 35 main event has over 30 match objectives. So ultimately, you're not enjoying the game. You're not sitting there going, cool. I'm Becky, I'm going to be fighting Ronda and Charlotte. You're going, okay, I'm Becky, now I've got to do this, 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 this. I get it. You, 2K wants us to play through the matches like they happen in real life, but just because at some point Bailey might have done a hurricane run off the top rope that didn't really add anything to the match, I don't really want to have to take my time to set up to do that move just to now go to the next move, to the next move. There's a few times where the matches are not overdone with objectives and you kind of just have fun, you know, minus a few here and there. But for the most part, it's it holds your hands way too much and ultimately becomes very frustrating. Then you go to My Career. I've talked about the graphics. So let's talk about what you actually do in it. And I got to say, I enjoyed the story. I thought 2K19 had a good story. I think this one has a good story. I liked making both a male and a female. I like that they're, you know, best friends in the game. A lot of what they done, a lot of what they did here is very well done. It's an engaging story. There is a part about midway through that feels like it just starts to become an ad for 2K Originals, which I'll get to in a little bit, but it doesn't fit in quite well here. It just kind of drags the story. I really liked what they did with the story ultimately. The ending I wasn't a big fan of, but ultimately it was a cool mode. There's some things that don't make sense. One of the characters in the game is going to come back toward the end of it with a cybernetic arm. That's right. Just like he is Cable from the X-Men. It adds nothing to the story. It adds nothing to his moveset. It adds nothing other than a few lines of dialogue. 
So it makes no sense. Another character is going to win the Universal Championship, but it's going to be treated as such a fluke, and it's it's just almost was disrespectful for the belt that they did. I would have got if it was the 24-7 Championship, or maybe the U.S. Championship, but to have your main title be treated like that, it doesn't make sense in the game. Some tweaks to this mode, and I think they would have really had an outstanding career mode. You have My Towers. If you enjoyed them in 2K19, you'll enjoy them here. They're just basically tournaments you'll go through. You'll get a lot of VC versus virtual currency, which is how you unlock a lot of wrestlers and championships and different things. The main one they have here is a Roman Reigns Tower, which I actually enjoyed. You know, you'll fight, I think it's 12 people, maybe a little bit more. For example, you might go against Brock Lesnar, and he's going to start off with all these finishers, and you have none, and it takes you a long time to get finishers. So it's just kind of like handicapping you, but I thought it was kind of a fun way, cool little mode to run through. Then you have Universe Mode. Honestly, I love Universe Mode, but there's nothing new or, or different here. There's a few small tweaks. For example, you can have more matches on a match card than previous. But ultimately, if you enjoyed it in the past, you'll enjoy it in this game. The few hours I've put into it, I've enjoyed it. So the only thing that I really stand out that I just don't get is interference. I was a huge fan of that in like WWE 13, 2K14. But for some reason, since 15 when they took it out, they've never been able to implement it in a way that makes sense. For example, if I'm Seth Rollins and I want to interfere and I want to help Buddy Murphy win a match, let me pick myself as being Seth Rollins. Don't take me to the character selection screen and I have to hope that I put the controller in the right spot that when Seth Rollins comes out, I get to be him. Now, if you're interfering with somebody as they're walking to the ring, that's easy to figure out, but ultimately, if you're not doing that, you may not be the person doing the interfering, and that just kind of takes the fun out of it. Fun factor, though, you know what? I mean, there is fun to have here. Honestly, though, it's probably not the game I'd recommend for a new wrestling fan who's ready to get a wrestling game. I would say go back to 2K19. It's not a bad deal. My career mode's a lot of fun. The controls are not bad. I don't necessarily think that they kind of add anything to the game, but you'll get used to them. So ultimately, this is kind of one of those games that every so often when you're dealing with the long-running series, you're always going to have that game where you're like, eh, it was a step down. This is that step down. One other thing I want to talk about is Hulk Hogan and The Fiend. Both of them, to get it, you have to buy extra packs. For example, Hulk Hogan, you have to buy a premium pack that comes with China, The Rock, McFoley, and I get that. And I don't have a problem paying for those guys, but Hulk Hogan was in your commercial. Hulk Hogan was part of your advertising for the game, so why am I paying extra to play as him? The Fiend was one of the top stars when this game came out. He's still the Universal Champion, but the only way to get him is to buy into the $15 2K Originals pack, which isn't something I want to play. It's cool. I'm sure there's a great audience for that style, but it's not what I want to play in a WWE game. So why have him behind a paywall? It just felt insulting, especially with the state of this game at release. Even now with all these patches. Personally, if you put The Fiend out as a free download or maybe a dollar or two to download them, I'd feel a lot better about this game. I'd feel like you were listening, you were trying to help fans out. So my final score in this game is a 6.5. This game could have been a lot better, especially if you've played 2K19. This game is just such a step down. In fact, if you want to, go on Day 2 Update on SoundCloud. There's an awesome review for WWE 2K19. Give it a listen. 
Either way, guys, that's what I got for you. You can always find me at thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com or thegraveyardgamer on Instagram or the GY Gamer on Twitter. So until next time, I'm going to be creeping around the graveyard. Yeah.